Ed Peters and I welcome you to What's New. We move on today to verses 1 through 6 of Matthew chapter 11. This chapter makes a turning point in the ministry of Jesus. When we come to verses 28 through 30, we will see that he gives a new message. It is a definite departure from the message of repentance in view of the presence of the king. Matthew does not address the mission of the twelve as they go out into the cities of Israel. Mark 6, 12, and 13 gives to us the best account of what took place. Matthew opens this 11th chapter by saying that after Jesus had sent out the 12, he went out and continued to preach the gospel in the cities around Galilee. At this point, John the Baptist sent his disciples to Jesus with a question. Was Jesus truly the Messiah? Or should they expect someone else? The answer that Jesus gives is remarkable and can only be understood in the light of the credentials which the Old Testament said the Messiah would have. Jesus' answer is a direct reference to Isaiah 35, 4-6. Now, here are the opening six verses of Matthew chapter 11, and they read, When Jesus had finished giving these instructions to his twelve disciples, he went off preaching in the towns of Galilee. John the Baptist, who was now in prison, heard about all the miracles the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you really the one that we are waiting for, or should we keep on looking? Jesus told them, Go back to John and tell him about the miracles you've seen me do. The blind people I've healed, and the lame people now walking without help, and the cured lepers, and the deaf who hear, and the dead raised to life, and tell him about my preaching the good news to the poor. Then give him this message, Blessed are those who don't doubt me. Come, let us all unite to sing, God is love. Let heaven and earth their praises bring, God is love. Let every soul from sin awake, each in his heart sweet music make, and sing with us for Jesus' sake, for God is love, God is love. Sing with us for Jesus' sake, for God is love. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Godly people throughout history have often been imprisoned by secular authorities. John the Baptist, one of the earliest followers of Christ, was incarcerated by Herod Antipas. Tradition states that he was kept at a palace called Machaerus, and that it was here that he was beheaded during the celebration of Herod's birthday. The modern name of Machaerus is Mukawir. It's located on a high mountain just east of the Dead Sea. Remains at the site indicate that Herod's fortress palace was located there. 
the remains of aqueducts, cisterns, and roads that date to Herod's time are still visible today. Excavations in 1968 suggest that the site was abandoned at the end of the Herodian period. The reason for John's imprisonment isn't given by Matthew until chapter 14. Here in chapter 11, Matthew writes, When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. Matthew 11, 2-6 John had preached about the coming of Messiah and had been the one to baptize Jesus. Now he was in prison for publicly speaking out against the immorality in highest places in government. And he begins to doubt. Is Jesus really the Messiah or should Israel continue to look for another? Jesus was not what John had expected the Messiah to be. He had expected the Messiah would bring swift judgment on evil. And he expected the Messiah would free Israel from Roman tyranny and bring in the kingdom. This wasn't happening. Had John been wrong about Jesus? I need to say at this point that to doubt is human. I would sooner a person had some doubts and worked through them than to see a person blindly accept without question. Blind faith is far more damaging than questions that search for answers. The problem arises when a person constantly questions and never settles doubts. John wanted his doubts settled. So he went to the source of his questions, to Jesus himself. Why was he imprisoned? That shouldn't happen to the forerunner of the Messiah. By this time, John may have been in prison for almost a year, perhaps during most of Jesus' Galilean ministry. It must have been almost unbearable for John to hear of Jesus healing others, even raising the dead, and Jesus allowed John to languish in jail. God wouldn't do that. So John, like Elijah, had second thoughts. It's human to conclude when disaster comes that God, if he were a God of love, wouldn't allow that. This kind of shallow thinking is very widespread among humans under sin. God wouldn't allow suffering horrible famines, deadly disease, and the like. If God is sovereign and if he is unconditional love, then he would not allow bad things to happen, not even to bad people, much less to good people. To be consistent with this kind of reasoning, then nothing bad should ever happen. God shouldn't allow it, ever. Whether John actually thought that way, we don't know. Perhaps he had a better understanding of God than that. But he did doubt whether Jesus was the promised Messiah. Jesus answered him through John's disciples by reminding John what he, that is Jesus, had done. He said, 
tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are healed, and so on. What should John conclude from this? He should conclude that Jesus really was and is the Messiah because no one else could do such miracles. The miracles authenticated Jesus' person. But I think Jesus listed these things knowing that John would go back to the Messianic passages of the Old Testament and conclude that the things that were now happening had been predicted by the prophets. Isaiah wrote about the Messianic age that, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb shout for joy. Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. In Isaiah 61, 1, this prophet wrote that the coming Messiah would preach good news to the poor. Jesus was telling John that the visions concerning the Messiah and the Messianic age, which the prophets had envisioned, were coming to pass now through Jesus. John had to conclude that since those things promised by God were happening, Jesus must be the Messiah. So the miracles themselves were not absolutely positive proof of Jesus' Messiahship, but the miracles confirmed God's words through the Old Testament prophets, and it was the Word of God that proved his claims. The miracles authenticated not only Jesus' person, but they authenticated God's word. That was their importance. So when John got Jesus' message that the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, John must have said, there's my answer. That's what the prophets predicted would happen. And here it's happening. Jesus really is the promised Messiah. Jesus has a final word to John. He said, Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. It is possible to stumble because of Jesus. John preached judgment. Jesus emphasized love and compassion. It is possible to stumble at what Jesus said or did. He is either maniac or monarch, devil or divine. Evidently, John knew who Jesus was, and he was satisfied. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. That came first. He conquered sin and Satan when he defeated death and rose from the grave. Some stumble at that. Accept him or not. That's every person's choice. of 
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.